Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Awesome. This has been uh, an incredible series so far. We've been in this series called Unwrapped. Pastor Mike uh, kicked it off last week with the gift of joy. And today uh, we're going to talk about the gift of peace. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for the opportunity that we have today to be able to, to be in your presence, to hear your word. I ask God that you do a great work in us, do a great work through us. Holy Spirit, would you speak to me today? In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. When I was a young kid, uh, I remember a, a specific Christmas that we had at my grandparents' house at Toledo Bend. I met somebody earlier from Toledo Bend, and I was like, God, we are just united in, in, in our spirits right now. Uh, and, and we were in Toledo Bend, and we went and had Christmas there, and we, came, we woke up Christmas morning, and there was gifts everywhere. I'm talking about, here's, here's this tree. It was one of those old, like, aluminum foil-looking trees. Y'all remember those? It was a long time ago, okay? And, and there was just gifts spilling over everywhere. And I, I was young. I was probably nine or ten years old. And I, I come out of the room, and, and I'm just looking like, oh, my gosh. This is going to be the best Christmas that I've ever had. Okay, I'm, when I'm telling you that there was presents everywhere, I need you to understand something. I'm not talking about like there was like three, four, five, nine, ten. I'm not talking about there being 15 or 20. There was, I, I promise you, there was like 50 or 60 gifts uh, up underneath this tree, and I am ready. I'm like, like waking up my, my sisters, and I'm like, hey, it's time to go. Okay, we skipping breakfast. I'm ready to get in. What's up underneath that tree? We're at grandma's house, grandpa's house. We had a lot of gifts. And as we started opening up those gifts, that first gift I opened up, now I'm excited now. Young kid, what's it gonna be? Is it gonna be a toy? Is it gonna be a thing I was asking for? What is it? I open it up and I'm like, it's a box of Kleenex, all right? Hey, you know, I need Kleenex sometimes, right? Okay, maybe let's try. Hey, I'm ready for gift number two over here. So we get gift number two. I'm opening it up and it was toilet paper. Not even the good kind, okay? It wasn't a Charmin Ultra. It's off-brand. I'm like, all right, what in the world is happening at Christmas at Toledo Bend? I open up the next gift. It's a toothbrush and toothpaste combo, and now I'm mad. I'm like, this is not what it was supposed to be. And I went from really excited to about 15 minutes of opening up socks and underwear and deodorant and soap and shampoo and all of these things. And yeah, we had a lot of gifts, but I was not really excited or getting anything that I expected to give, to, to get. And uh, now listen, I needed all those items, but that's not what I was looking for. Those were all the practical things, things that were useful every day. Everybody say, God bless. Grandma and grandpa. Okay, we needed those items. And as a parent, now I'd appreciate if my, you know, if, if my parents got their grandkids some of these toiletries. But my excitement, my, my, my level of excitement went from really, really high to really, really low because I did not get in that moment what I was expecting to get. And I, I just wonder, you know, have you ever built up in your mind exactly what God needs to give you. And then what you get is not really what you expected. Anybody ever been there before? 
You know, I think sometimes the, the gift of peace can work that way. You know, we want so much for God to, to fix it. We want God to, to just go and change everything. And he's like, well, you know, how about I give you some peace in it? And sometimes we can be like, man, that feels like toilet paper and Kleenex. Can't you just give me that new PlayStation, you know? And, 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 but what did he do? He gives us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. Amen? 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself. Isn't that amazing? He's the Lord of peace. Would he give it to you? We give you his peace at all times. Say all times. At all times. In every situation. The Lord be with you all. Who's the owner of peace? Jesus. He says he's the Lord of peace. Who has an endless supply of peace? Jesus, right? And what does he want to do with it? This is amazing. His scripture says that he wants to give it to us. When does he want to do it? At all times. In every situation. You believe that God can give you peace in every single situation. Do you believe that? If you're watching online, you believe that God can give you peace right where you are, right now in this moment, that the Lord of peace can give it to you. Let's be honest. Christmas time, man, it can, it's exciting, but it can be stressful. And if we aren't careful, we can get real busy. We can get real stressed out. I think about some of the areas that can stress us out. When we're talking about going to parties, right? You got to find the right ugly Christmas sweater, right? It's got to be like ugly enough, but, but it can't be like too corny. Like you're trying to find out what that right sweater is. I think about going uh, to hang out with family and travel and your kids are out of school and you can decide if that's stressful or not in your own life, right? Like, and I think about the gifts you got to buy. Right? I'm going, how in the world am I going to pay for all of this stuff? My son, Nick, he's 16 years old. Some of y'all served in kids' district back when he was, I think, even in the nursery. And now he's 16 years old. He's officially the second tallest person in the family. Shout out, Nick, if you're watching this over there in Denham. I let him know. I didn't show a picture of the family, Nick, because the pictures that we had does not show you as the tallest. So I got you. It's good looking out for you today as your dad. But Nick, he blessed us this year with a list, with a link of what to buy, with a price on the side, and in priority order, just in case we were curious of how we needed to do it. Look, listen, Christmas can be stressful, and if we aren't careful, we can get so busy. We can get so stressed out. It can rob us of our peace and of our joy. And I want you to know that, that God wants to make sure that you have peace in this season, and he wants to make sure you have peace in every season. Amen? And I, today, I want to take a, a few moments, and I want to talk about three areas that God wants to give us peace in. And if you are following along on the app or you're taking notes, we're gonna, you, you can track along right there with us. In the first area that I believe God wants to give us peace and he wants to give us peace in our mind. I wanna do a quick poll. Raise your hand if you, when you go to sleep at night, you, uh, you had to sleep with the TV on or radio on. Anybody? A good bit of y'all, all right? All right, that's me. I'm, I'm a TV on person. Jessica had to adjust with that in our marriage. And what about you just need like complete darkness, silence, no sounds at all. Raise your hand. I'm convinced y'all are psychos. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do that because when it's completely silent in the room, 
my head is shouting at me and it's like running a hundred miles an hour and I'm going, I cannot go to sleep. I've, I, I could have like designed a whole building or something. I'm just running through all these things. I'm running through conversations that I had during the day. Did I say that the right way? Is it okay? And Jessica upset with me. She's sure sleeping really sound right now. You know, like, um, like what, I have all these things that are going through my mind and I cannot shut it off. And so what I have to do is I have to put the TV on. And whenever I put the TV on, it gives me something to focus on. And you know what it does when I put that TV on and I'm focusing on that TV, it quiets down everything else because of what I am looking at and what I am focusing on. And I I believe, church, that whenever we will take our minds and we will focus it on Jesus, it's amazing how quiet everything else gets when you change what you're focusing on. And if we will focus on him, some of the the shouting and some of the crazy and some of the worrying and some of the fear and some of the things that we carry, not just in this season, but in our life, it's amazing how quiet they get. Because I stop hearing all of them and I hear the voice of God. I begin to hear the voice of Jesus and he's speaking to me and he's speaking to me peace. What did we say earlier in that scripture? That he's the Lord of peace and he wants to do what? Give it to us. But for me to get that gift, I have to change my focus. I got to change my perspective, and I need to look at him. Amen? Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't worry about anything but what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he has done. And says, then, once I have, once I have shifted my focus, once I have placed it in his hands, it says that he will give, we will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. And you know, life can get busy and difficult. There are many things to think and worry about. But I want you to know today, you came in here today and you can hear a lot of noise inside of here. You hear a lot of things going on in here. I believe the Lord wants to give you peace today. And I want you to know that peace is in him. It's in him. And that's where, if you're wanting peace, I want to encourage you, look at peace Focus on peace, and peace is a person, and peace is Jesus, okay? Maybe you find yourself focusing on all the other things that are going on in your life. I'm going to say, when I have done that in my life, whatever I begin to focus on, I begin to fixate on, and if I'm fixated on all the craziness, my brain is running a million miles an hour, and I'm worried about it, and I'm fearful about it, and I'm struggling with it, and it consumes me, and it's all I begin to think about, and i got to shut off the noise, and I need to focus on my Savior. And it's amazing the peace that he gives us in that moment. If you believe that, would you give God praise in this house today? Come on, Denham Campus. I need you making some noise over there. He wants to give us peace in our minds. Here's the second place I believe that the Lord would like to give us peace. He wants to give us peace in your relationships. Peace in your relationships. Some of y'all went, mm, I heard y'all humming a little bit like, oh, yeah. Right, because it's Christmas time, and you're about to see that, that person in your family that you've been waiting to see and tell them something, right? I know. I'm one of five siblings, okay? I have four sisters, and I'm the oldest, okay? And the favorite. You can ask them. They will tell you. My mom was one of five. There was an oldest boy and four younger uh, girls, and when we go to holiday seasons at my mom's side of the family, listen, we all are there. There's a lot of women in the room and everybody's Italian. And I'm just going to tell you, it's fun. 
It's loud. And if you hear my family and you watching this, you know I'm about to tell some truth. So don't be trying, don't be sending me a text later because I'm just going to speak what happens. Okay, there's some good food. Amen? There's going to be some good food. When a bunch of Italians get together, we're going to throw down. Where's Miss Amoro at? She knows. She knows how, how, how we do it, okay? There's going to be a lot of laughter. And here's the other thing I've learned. There's going to be some arguing. There's going to be a few disagreements. And in the volume of those disagreements, it gets a little loud. And I get a little nervous because I'm outnumbered, right? And so uh, one of the things that we always do during, during the holidays is we play this game called Taboo. Raise your hand if you heard of the game Taboo. And we play this game called Taboo. And what you do is there's a, a word at the top of the card, and you have to get your team to guess that word without saying these other words that are on the card. Sounds simple enough, sounds harmless enough, but let me tell you the game Taboo. It comes with this little thing, and it's a buzzer. And whoever has the buzzer has to buzz the person when they say one of the words on the card that they are not supposed to say. So when you say that word, you hear, it's cute at first, right? Bah. And you say the wrong word, bah, bah, bah. and then your annoying cousin has it, and he just has it right in your ear. Bah, 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 right? And I'm going to tell you, what starts out as a fun, innocent family game that buzzer escalates this game to a whole different level. And let me tell you, it, it begins to cause some disagreements because it's like, well, I didn't say the whole word or I only said part of it. And I didn't actually say that. It just rhymes with that. And now there's all this disagreement. And now it's what's happening and all this arguing is the volume is getting a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And nobody realizes how loud it gets except for me. And I'm sitting here in the corner going, man, we're just playing taboo. Is it really that big of a deal? And my cousin said, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is just a game of taboo. What happened? You know, they start talking about each other, bringing up last Christmas. You acting just like your mama. Your mama's my mama. What are you talking about? I'm just speaking where we live. It's what happens sometimes at Christmas and Thanksgiving. What started out as a peaceful game, I'm going to tell you, it's all out war, and you better choose sides. Like, it's just what happens. It's amazing how fast that it happens. I'm like, how do we get here? How do we get into this place? It's like all of a sudden, we went from just a friendly game of taboo to now we're talking about not having Christmas together next year. How do we get here? <laughs> can I tell you that, it, that relationships can get strained fast in a hurry, and you can go from peaceful to all-out war in a moment. You can go from peaceful to somebody saying something that rubs you the wrong way, and now you're shunning them for the rest of their life. Okay? They can buzz that thing one too many times, and you're like, I'm done. You just hook the buzzer and threw it in the trash can, right? You're done with them. We ain't playing no more taboo. I ain't coming over next year. I know none of y'all's families are like this, right? There's no disagreements at y'all's holiday gatherings, but that's what sometimes happens with my family. It can happen way faster than we anticipate. And sometimes it's over something really dumb, like taboo. Sometimes it's something really serious. Sometimes there's some things that happen that are, that are real. And there's real hurt and there's real pain. And there's real wounds and there's you know, real things that affect our relationships that we have. And I know I'm kind of making light of that, but I understand that across this room, there's been things that have happened to you. 
There's been things that you struggle with from a family member or a friend or just different relationships and it's caused some tension there. It's caused some strain. And I want you to know that Jesus wants to bring peace in your relationships. He wants to bring peace to you. Look at this, this scripture, Romans 12, 18. It says, do all that you can to live in what? Peace with everyone. Do all that you can. Do all that you can. And that's what I think I've learned about, about those environments is that when, sometimes when somebody says something to hurt you, they do something that hurts you, most of the time it's because they're hurting themselves. And hurting people do what? They hurt people. And our responsibility as disciples, as believers, is to do some of what we can. No. To do all that we can to live in peace with each other. Even that person with the buzzer, yep, we gotta, be, we gotta bring peace to them as well. And oftentimes we, we wait, we wait for that other person to initiate, wait for that other person to, to come to us and apologize for how they acted. We wait for that person to come to us and say, listen, we need to talk. And I wanna ask you today, brothers and sisters in Christ, are you doing all that you can to bring healing, to bring restoration, to bring forgiveness to a difficult situation. You know, Romans 12, 18, listen, this is biblical direction. And so that if it's, if it's biblical direction, it's not a suggestion, it's not optional. The Bible gives us very clear direction. Do all that you can. Matthew 19 gives us a great roadmap for how we can handle some situations that maybe you are facing, some conversations that you need to have. Go read through that. Go address a person and they'll say, hey, here's, here's some things that are going. Here's some things that you've said or have done that have, that have hurt me, that have bothered me. And if they don't receive that, then maybe get somebody to come with you and, and have another conversation. But I want you to know that the Lord has positioned you to be a light in darkness, and we need to do all that we can to bring peace in a situation, to bring peace in our relationship. I want you to know that God wants to bring peace. He wants to, be, he wants to heal old wounds. He wants to get rid of unforgiveness. He doesn't want us harboring up the, that hurt and that pain from those relationships. He wants to bring healing to those. How many of y'all believe that God is still in the restoring business? God is still restoring. That's what he does. You understand that, that restoration and redemption and healing and all of these things, forgiveness and grace and love, that's the very character of God. And the Bible tells us that greater is he that is in us than is in this world. And if you're saying, man, I just don't know that I can do it. I want, I'm here to tell you that you can. I'm here to tell you that the spirit inside of you is powerful, it's anointed, it has authority, it speaks life, it speaks hope. When you step into your difficult situations and relationships with people, go in there and say, I'm gonna choose to do all that I can to bring peace into this situation. And listen, here's what you gotta get good at. When they are hitting that buzzer, you gotta be good at ignoring. Yeah, no, you can buzz all you want. I'm a child of God. He's done a work in me. The old Ryan would have maybe handled it this way, okay? The old Ryan used to get in fist fights over Uno, okay? I'm just, that's what, how we used to do it at the house, okay? But now, I'm saying, man, bless you. You cannot put that two right there, right? You just handle it different because I'm a child of God. God wants to bring healing to our relationships. He is still in the restoring business. You believe that, church? Amen, amen. Let's be committed to do all we can this holiday season, and in our life to bring peace to those things. So God wants us to have peace 
in our minds. He wants us to, he wants to bring peace in our relationships. And here's the third, the third thing. And I, I think this might be the, the most important one today. So he wants to bring peace in your circumstances. He wants to bring peace in your circumstances. There's an incredible passage of scripture in John chapter 16. And it's, this is towards the end of the last supper and Jesus is sitting down with his disciples and this is his last moments here on earth. This is the last time that they're gonna have dinner together uh, you know, but before he goes to the cross. And I think about this moment and I'm like, you know, Jesus, let's, let's run the highlight reel. You know, you, you've been here, we've been doing ministry for three years, three and a half years. And, and let, let's run the highlight reel, man. Let's talk about the miracles. And remember that time that, that you took a little bread and some, and some fish and we fed 5,000 plus people? Man, that was awesome. We had all those leftovers. That was so cool. What about that time when, when we came across that man that, that had leprosy and you just healed him and we watched him and we saw the leprosy just go away from his body? Man, that was so incredible. We got to be a part of that. Hey, remember that time when you had that blind guy and you spit on the ground and you made some mud and then you put it on his eyes. Man, that was so gross, you know, but it was really cool to see what you did and we got to be a part of that. Or I'm gonna tell you my favorite miracle that Jesus did. Some of y'all are like, ooh, what is that? It's not what you expect. Remember that time when the disciples caught so many fish that their nets were literally breaking as they were trying to get them in. That's my favorite miracle. In fact, every time I go fish, I'm like, Lord, I know that you're a chain breaker, but today I decree and declare that you will be a net breaker on this boat. You will bring in an abundance of fish, okay? One time Jessica was with me and we were fishing and it was for my birthday last year. She took me fishing on my birthday. I mean, come on, fellas, what's incredible, right? And she took me fishing and we're out there and we're just not having a great day. And she's so sweet and she's like... <laughs> Have you tried casting on the other side of the boat? I'm like, I will throw you in the water. Don't even, like, do not even go there. That's my favorite miracle. But that's not what Jesus does at all. In fact, he does almost the polar opposite. And he begins to tell the disciples, listen to me. There's coming a day when they're going to want to throw, they're going to throw you out of the synagogues and the temple. There's coming a day when people are going to want to kill you and think that it's on my behalf. There's coming a day when you're gonna face this persecution and this struggle and this hardship. There's gonna come a day when, when you have to face all of this difficulty. And he talks about even how he's going to, to, to die. And he unpacks really all of this bad stuff that's gonna happen. And he has this scripture that we have said in church, we've heard in church, we've quoted before, we use it in our life. And I just wonder, do we know what Jesus was saying before this scripture? He's talking about all the difficult things that are going to happen. And then he says this, I have told you all of this, all these hard things, all this struggle, all this pain. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. What's he saying? Yeah, we're going to clap our hands for that. That's who he is. You're going to face things. And I think one of the, the, the biggest misconceptions of following Jesus is that you thought you would no longer face trials and tribulations. And that's not what Jesus says at all. He told these guys the exact opposite. He said, get ready, it's coming. Well, boy, that's a great message on a Sunday morning, Ryan. I'm so glad I got up this morning and came to Healing Place Church. 
can I tell you, I'd rather just tell you the truth. You came here to hear truth. You came here to hear how I can walk this thing out in life. You came here to allow Jesus to change you. You came here for hope, and I'm telling you, there is hope. There is peace. It's in Him. It's not in this world. It's not in your circumstances. The reality is, He gives us peace in spite of our circumstances. He gives us peace regardless of what's going on around us. You know, as you walk through things, as a believer, you're going to face things. That's why you need church family. That's why you need to be here. Oftentimes people face difficult things and they're like, well, I just can't go to church because I'm facing some difficult things. Man, get yourself to church. You need what's in this house. You need the presence of God. You need hope that is found in Christ. Well, I don't have it all together. Neither do I. And they let me preach today. I mean, just, I'm just walking it out as best I can every single day. Going, I may not have it all figured out or have it all put together. I may be facing some difficult things and some trials in my life, and those things are real. And I don't try and downplay anything that you are facing, but I do want you to know that you can take heart because Jesus has overcome all of those things. He's overcome every bit of hurt, every bit of pain, every bit of struggle, every bit of thing that you face in your life. He died on a cross. And the reality is, in Isaiah 9, 6, it tells us that he is our Prince of Peace. He is our Prince of Peace. And he came down and he wrapped himself in flesh and became like a child, him a child. And he was born. And as we you know, go into Christmas season, that's what we're celebrating. But he did this, not so that all of our situations will be fixed. He came, this, came here and did that so that we could have peace. And not just peace in our circumstances, but peace with God. Isn't that incredible that you can have peace with God? That Jesus made a way for you to be at peace with the creator of the world. And we should always be in awe of that. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.